You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, guys? Welcome into Packers Total Access. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. You can email the show at Packers Total Access at gmail.com. You can text us at 865-658-5824. I'm joined alongside my man Emilio down here in Tennessee, and we're just going to kind of break down this Packers-Lions matchup. And uh, obviously the Packers coming away with a huge win, 29-22. We got all the PFF grades. We got a couple other graphics we plucked off of Twitter, just kind of showing some of the players that stood out. And then we got a few uh, special videos as well. But, uh, Emilio, how you doing tonight, buddy? Good, man. Just had some leftovers, a little bit of, you know, turkey stuff and mashed potatoes, hit it all again. And uh, about ready for a nap once we're done with this, I'd say. <laughs> it's funny you said that because uh, – I banged out a nap earlier, man, probably about a 45 minute when I yeah. woke up. I woke up because Lincoln, my my chef, was just panting. He was just like, bro, it's so hot up here. So we opened up the French doors, got it cooled down in the studio, and then I turned the space heater on to kind of bring it back comfortable. Forgot, left it on, so I'm over here sweating again. I, can't <laughs> figure this thing out. I cannot figure this thing out. Yeah, I can't, can't just get I need it like at a steady le- level. It just doesn't want to sit there. I, I refuse to believe the fact that I've got about 20 pounds of uh, – of extra body weight from all the food I've ate the last two days, that's playing a role into it as well. I refuse to believe that. It's right, a, right. And the turkey's not making you sleepy at all or anything. No. You know, that, that's just the old wise tale, I'd say. <laughs> exactly. Um, just want to give a shout out to everybody in the chat. Listen, guys, there's way too many to mention, but I really appreciate y'all hanging out with us. You guys are awesome. I see the posse is out in force. going to be a good night. Let's have some fun and just kind of break this down, try to understand what happened, why it happened. We'll be doing Chalk Talk tomorrow midday, so the plan tomorrow, we're going to be doing a triple header tomorrow. I'm probably going to get divorced, okay? We're going to go Good Morning Lambo. then we're going to do uh, Packer, or, uh, PTA Chalk Talk, breaking down all the plays. we got, I think, 12 plays to break down, and then we'll be doing PTA Live again tomorrow night. So uh, we're going to be in it, going to be in the trenches here. Um, first things first, Emilio, this got a couple of cool graphics that came through. Uh, on Twitter, PFF Green Bay Packers tweeted this out, said Jordan Love on 10-plus yard throws versus the Lions. So throws 10 yards or more down the field, 
He was 8 for 12, 151 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions, passer rating of 137.5. He seems to be zeroing in a little bit. We talked about it the last mm-hmm. two weeks, man. He's just getting better every week at, at some of that those accuracy issues, right? That's it. Um, that's the truth. I mean, we this is what we've been waiting for. We've been hoping for. He's narrowing it down. Right. He, he's closing <laughs> the window. He got a torso area. We had some short by Christian's knees. We had some high over the head. We're reeling it in. I mean, that bubble's getting smaller and smaller, and it is exciting to see. I mean, this is what we've been complaining about all year. He can't throw the deep ball. He can't get it over. You know, he can't get, even get it over 10 yards. All we do is throw behind the line of scrimmage. It's it's nice to finally see some of this actually play out and come together. Definitely. And another thing that really showed up was Christian Watson. Mm-hmm. Passer rating when targeted versus the Lions, 153.3. Let me check my calculations. I'm pretty sure that's a perfect passer rating. I could be wrong. Is that perfect? Is that perfect? Or I not? would say, I would look at, and that, that's what we call a hands catch. And if you can look closely there, look at his eyes on that ball. I mean, <laughs> he, it is like he seekers on that thing. I mean, when he left the line, he knew it was coming. You know, mm-hmm. he knew that was coming to him right then and there. He said, I'm going to go make that play wherever this ball is. Short, long, uh, rocket, laser, uh, lofter, mine. And that's what – and when he did it, we needed that. We needed – everyone that was doubting him needed to be able to see him do that yeah, because that- because they didn't think that he had that ability. But remember, he's still one of the smartest receivers. He's got, he's got the knowledge. He's got the know-how. He knows what he's looking for. Mm-hmm. It is exciting to see him – both of them come together. You know, yeah, that catch he made in the back of the end zone, man. Mm. Perfect ball by love, first of all. But you could tell Christian got his head around a little late, and the hands he showed on that, he was not going to drop that ball, man. Mm-hmm. It was just no way, no how. Yeah, he had stick him on all game. I mean, they, that was it got in his vicinity. It was it was staying. He looked like the my man Clifford Franklin from the replacement. <laughs> he got the water. <laughs> <He's coming. laughs> Coach, yeah. he's looking on his line. God, such a good movie. Guys, listen, if you're looking for something to watch tonight, put on the replacements. Oh, it, 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 is, never, never it will did. brighten your day. If you've never seen it before, you will be you will watch it probably three more times. That's a fact. Chad Inc. in the chat here says it's Sean Ryan time, man. It's Sean Ryan time. I will say this. We're going to look at the PFF grades, and I got to be real. I haven't even focused on Sean Ryan at all. I don't even know what his grade was. Mm-hmm. I do remember one pass set, though, where Aiden Hutchinson, they ran a TE stunt. Yep. And he he just I'm talking about perfect hand placement, good base, stonewalled mm-hmm. Aiden Hutchinson, and and that's something that everybody was saying here in the chat too, man. You didn't hear his name much at all, did you, Emilio? No, no. And I I, re- I kind of remember I was looking for I was like, man, where's Runyon? And I was like, oh man, Ryan's in. Then I look again, I was like, oh man, Runyon's in. <laughs> so it's like we're still doing that flip flop. But if like we said, if we can see these little glimpses. If, if he can, if we can see what he's coming and we're able to say, hey, we can make that jump from Ryan's, you know, a veteran or Runyon's a veteran that's been here to, hey, let's make the jump to give the young guy a shot. Um, it's it's a good thing. You know, we, we we need to have this kind of an issue. We need to have a little bit more talent or a little bit more, um, you know, competition on that line. And I remember there was another TE where um, I'm pretty sure it was Josh Myers. I guess we might see it in Chalk Talk, but I'm pretty sure Josh Myers even had a TE come in and he stonewalled him and he ate that up well. So, um, you know, we've always had a well, you know, a well-oiled pass blocking offensive line. It's just to get the, uh, you know, to get it to that point and to, you know, to see him come together with the young ones. It's it's good. Yeah. And, you know, every, 
every bit of snaps that Sean Ryan gets, it's a it's a step in the right direction. I mean, mm-hmm. if you can somehow, some way, if you let John Runyon walk in free agency, right, and Sean right. Ryan steps back into that role, the salary cap you're going to save as opposed to re-signing, uh, you know, uh, John Runyon is absolutely huge. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds silly, but if he tests the market, I'm, I'm sure he'll get more than a minimum contract. So let's say he comes away with $2 million a year, whatever it might be. You know, it, it doesn't sound like much, but if you've got Sean Ryan for another two years, you know, starting in 2024, right. and he's on virtually a minimum contract for the most part. I mean, he was a third-round pick, so it's probably going to be closer to the million range. You know, essentially what you're looking at, people are going, well, it's just $1.5 million. Over two years, it's $3 million. And if you don't use it, that $3 million is rolling into the next year. So uh, the rollover cap is something that when you when you get a grab of the rollover cap and just how much you can manipulate the salary cap as far as converting salary and uh, and roster bonus to signing bonus and spreading that out over the duration of the contract, you don't worry about the cap much anymore. I mean, right. you can see the team we got right now, it's like over 50% of our cap isn't even on the field right now. Yeah, right? we don't even need cap. What is, what is cap? You know, we don't, that's not even part of our, 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 you know, dictionary right now. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it. Let's see. Yeah, Chad, you know it, buddy. Omer is fired up. He's always fired up. Somebody said earlier, I think it was Robert Allen said in the chat before, uh, the, the pregame chat is phenomenal in here, guys. If you're not getting in here early, the chat is lit pregame. And uh, Robert Allen said, Omer, if you'll uh, if you'll super chat all these comments you got in here, Clayton will be driving a Rolls Royce. <laughs> I showed Mandy and she went, yes, praise Jesus, get that Rolls Royce in here. Sign them up. I love it. Just give me a give me a good old four wheel drive, man. You you guys can keep the Rolls Royces. This right here is all I need. Speaking mm. of diesel, yes, we have it in the cup. You sipping on anything over there tonight? Oh, I just got a little bit. Of, I just got a little bit of water action. You know, we're just getting rehydrated. Uh, <laughs> all that sodium, all that salt, that, that sodium, and daddy sodas. Uh, you know, Uh-oh. a couple uh, old fashions get you. They get to get you going. So, uh, but no, man, I meant to ask. Was so was uh, is uh, Runyon on his last year? I can't remember. Is it is it the last year this year? Uh, I'm pretty sure it is his last year. Okay. Let me check. Right. Actually, because that. because what got me thinking was you said that if it is his last year, let's feather him in. You know, we kind of do a little sprinkle of salt here, sprinkle of salt there. We like him in the run game. You know, we like him in the pass game. Maybe we pop him in over on the left side. You know, if Ella never has to come out or anything, just so that they know what they have in him, and then they can say, hey, you know, like they did with Aaron Rodgers, are we ready to you know get rid of him, make this jump to um, you know to Jay Love? Are we ready to make this jump to 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 Ryan if Runyon's not the guy? Uh, and I mean, I, that would be you know smart looking ahead, sort of you know planning out. Yeah, it's definitely his free agent year. Yeah. Is it okay? His cap hit this year is two point seven million. Yeah, he's an unrestricted free agent uh, going into this year. Now, some some people are saying, well, I don't think John Runyon's that bad. He's played bad of late. There's no doubt about that, mm-hmm. right? We would all agree with that, um, but. When you look at kind of what he's done in the past, you know, he, he's not been a bad guard. He's been a great pass blocking guard, just not, right. not as good at run, uh, run blocking. But if you let him test the market and you tell me, okay, the market isn't there and you can get him for, you know, $1.6 million per mm-hmm. three-year deal, then, yeah, you got a solid backup that knows the system. Guys, people, you know, I know we like to say, you know, get rid of this player, replace him with him. Well, if you take that PFF grade and plug it in here. Right. They're all set. It's a lot. There's a lot more to it than that, mm-hmm. um, especially when it comes to offensive linemen. Not only learning the offense. I mean, that's a whole different beast. But a quarterback 
getting used to how that lineman blocks, a running back getting used to how that lineman blocks, a center getting used to how that guard plays alongside him and the communication there. Just a lot of different factors that come into play for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Jason, thank you so much for the super chat. He said, it's fun to see a Packers quarterback throw down the middle. Yeah, a um, little bit different, you know, this year. Now, one thing I have noticed, deep sideline shots is where he's the most inaccurate, in my opinion. That's where Rodgers was deadly. And mm-hmm. many defenses will give you that sideline shot because it's so hard to make that throw. That's what made Rodgers so special. So one of the reasons he didn't go down the middle as much, in my opinion, is because he was taking advantage of the fact that he had that laser pinpoint accuracy on the sidelines, right? Uh, with Love mm-hmm. love uh, kind of struggling with those deep passes on the sidelines right now. Now, the out routes, for the most part, have been pretty good. Yep. Other than the Tay Wicks throw, Um You'll see a throw. I actually got a third and eight in on a play that, or in on a drive that led to a field goal where he converted to Christian Watson on an out. That was a bad throw, and Christian made one hell of a catch. Get them mm-hmm. feet down and everything. Oh, that was oh yeah, that was a that was a gorgeous ball and exactly what people thought Christian couldn't do. You know that you got to make a catch. You got to be prepared to put your feet down. You got to carry it through the you know through the collision with the ground. And J Love can throw those outs. We knew that he could. We've been wanting to see like that first picture you showed up those deep balls, and it really is coming together. I mean, we can we can cover our eyes at it as much as we want. We can say how much it's not happening and how much this this and that. But the fact of the matter is, is we've won back to back games and the team has steadily gone up. Um, you know, these past four weeks was it? Yep. So, um, you know, there's something churning in there. Maybe maybe we're we're a little off on hey the. Um, you know, there, there's a culture problem. Maybe there isn't as much of a culture problem. Maybe they just needed time like we didn't. We weren't giving them to, right. to come together to have that culture. Guilty, Guilty yeah. as charged, man, <laughs> for sure. But, Jason, thank you for the super chat, buddy. We appreciate you, man. Um, let's do this. I got a quick video I'm going to queue up here. This was Matt LaFleur uh, talking to Larry McCarron immediately following the game. And then we'll get into the PFF offensive grades. Again, you can find this at Packers.com. Larry McCarron is a national treasure. Uh, make sure you guys go give this video a like, find the tweet, give it a retweet, all that good stuff. They're also on YouTube. All this stuff's for free. You can look it up yourself. But just want to, yeah, here, here comes the pinky, man. Try to avoid looking at the pinky. It looks like he's got a hit on this one, I think, though. But there we here go. go. Here's Coach LaFleur with Larry McCarron. And for those of you who don't know, some people are going, shut up, Clayton. Everybody knows who Larry McCarron is. If you didn't, he was a center for the Packers, a great center for like, I mean, forever in the 80s. Back when the team was bad, he was one of the few bright points. If I remember correctly, he was the center for Lynn Dickey, I think. Yeah, Which, by exactly. the way, got my got my autographed Lynn Dickey jersey in the other day, man. I'm proud Ooh. of that. It's a lot of fun. I like dipping into the past when they, they weren't necessarily great. Yeah. Know, and get Clearance there. rack. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> All right, here we go, guys. Here's Coach LaFleur with Larry McCarron. Happy Thanksgiving. Congratulations. And a total, total team victory oh totally uh gosh i'm so proud of our guys and uh our our coaches and everybody just sticking together and you know we were down a lot of bodies obviously and for uh our guys to come out and battle against a really good opponent in their in their stadium and it got a little interesting at the end but we had enough to to hold on obviously the turnovers were were huge on the day i thought our line did a really good job up front protecting jordan uh, we knew we were going to come into this game plan with a, a kind of pass-heavy attack, and they allowed them to do that. And then I can't say enough about our defense, you know, winning the battle up front. We knew that's what it was going to take. They got an explosive offense. 
You know, Jared's been playing at a, a really high level. They got explosive playmakers, but I can't tell you how happy I am for the guys in that locker room. Of course, it started from the get-go. You choose to receive, and then on play number one, deep to Christian Watson for 53 yards Check this out. on your way to a touchdown. What was the genesis of that play? It was really just uh, the mindset that we had coming in here. We knew we had to be aggressive, and you, you, you got to play to win in this league. And um, obviously, when you have players you trust, it makes it a little bit more, uh, it makes an easier decision to, to take chances like that and to be aggressive with that mindset and taking the ball and then trusting Jordan, trusting our linemen, trusting Christian Watson. I, I talked to him right before the game, and I told him there's a very good chance that that ball is going to you on the first play of the game, and you've got to go attack it, and he did exactly that. Jordan Love, another outstanding day for him. Three touchdown passes, no interceptions, just outstanding. Yeah, I, I, obviously I can't say enough about him. Just his poise, his ability to work through progressions um, and facilitate the football, and that's what you have to do as a quarterback in this league. Do some great balls. The guys came up big for him. I can't say enough about guys like Malik Keith stepping up, making some big-time catches. Um, obviously, Christian, all the guys. Um, A.J. Dillon, I think, you know, he had a couple checkdowns that ended up big plays, and uh, I thought he ran really hard. Uh, they, they like to stack the box. They, they make it very difficult to run the football, um, but and that's a good defense. That's a good unit. Let's talk about the guys up front. Zero sacks allowed, which is a direct reflection on Jordan's outstanding day. Yeah, I think I think that's where it starts. It starts up front. The big fellas did a hell of a job um, to, to drop back on the road that many times and for them to protect like the way they did. And I, again, it allows the quarterback to go through his progression and make the reads um, and make good throws. And, and it was really everybody working together. What'd you like about your defensive effort today? Beginning with Rashawn Gary, three sacks, a couple forced fumbles. He was a beast. Oh, absolutely. And, and the thing is, it's just, I can remember sitting right in this room a year ago, um, you know, when he got injured. And that was a pretty um, somber moment for all of us. You know, I remember he was pretty emotional and, and it was a different kind of emotion, obviously, today to come back here and have that kind of game, uh, having a career high three sacks and um, just being an impact player that, that we need him to be. Um, what a special moment for him. Talked about a complete game. Special teams are in there as well. Taking care of the fake punt, a key play, led to a touchdown. And then also kicks inside the 20. I think he had three of them today. I mean, the field position battle. Kicking the bloody piss out of it. Yeah, that was, that was big time. Obviously, Daniel did a nice job on, on those punts. Um, but that, that fake Pun attempt uh, mm. to, to stuff that was absolutely critical. You could argue it was the difference in the game. Matt, one thing that was really impressive as the game wore on, that's a good football team. You guys never took your foot off the gas, beginning from the opening kickoff onward through the final stamp. Yeah, we tried to, that's for sure. We, we'd like to have scored more points. I thought there was more opportunities where we didn't take advantage of them, but all in all, that was the mindset to be aggressive to trust the guys up front, to trust their quarterback. Um, and our, I thought our defense did an outstanding job. Anytime you hold that unit to, uh, yeah, you get the, they get the last, last touchdown there, but to, you know, in the low 20s, you have an opportunity mm. to win the football game. I saw your dad at practice yesterday. He predicted this. What do you think? 
Uh, I don't I, I don't have much to say about that. So I'm sorry that he was there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Matt, congratulations. I love it, man. Um, you know, like Omer said here in the chat, that looks like a man, the weight of the world came off his shoulders, Emilio. I mean, mm-hmm. my goodness, dude. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. That's the truth. Yeah. So uh, let's see here. We got a super chat, and then we will get to the PFF grades. Robert Allen, thank you so much for the super chat, buddy. He said, Packers are built to play from the lead. It was nice to see the game play uh, out the way, play out with some early scoring to let the rush eat. Also, Colin Coward sucks and Preston Smith doesn't. And don't forget, Barry 2024, yeah. I'm, I'm running the campaign. You guys let me know if you want to make a donation to the uh, Joe Barry campaign here, right? But, Barry 2024. Yeah. Thank you so much, Robert Allen. We appreciate the super chat, buddy. All right, let's get into the PFF grades here. I definitely want to get your take on these. Emilio, let's hop into the offense first. Mm-hmm. Bang. All right, so – Right off the bat, only 11 snaps. Everybody calm down. Calm down. I know what sorry, you're thinking. Sorry. First time I've seen it. I got excited. Sorry. Yeah. No, dude, the run blocking grade. Oh, God, he's a dog. He's a goon, bro. I'm telling um, you. By the way, everybody that's watching right now, if you don't mind, hit that like button for us. We really appreciate it. That'll help uh, boost the algorithm and and get this podcast, this show, into other Packer fans' hands. A lot of people can't tell you how many messages we get going. I didn't know this even existed because I'm a knucklehead and I don't like promoting the like button. But if you guys oh, would, hit that like button for me. Definitely, um, he's been helping for sure. 
Yeah, no doubt. You guys tore it up earlier, so we appreciate that. So Malik Heath, 94.5 offensive grade, only 11 snaps. He was targeted four times, had four grabs. One of them he kind of improvised mm-hmm. and worked his way to the sideline. Jordan threw an excellent ball to him. Uh, just a great game from Malik Heath. I'm telling you what that's going to do. That's going to get him a few more snaps. You know, yeah. we're going to see that that workload get up. And, and here's the thing, too. We talked about it in the pregame show. Um you know, when Dontavian Wicks is hurt, you know, like like said, couldn't go this week. We were like, all right, Malik Heath's the next man up, either Malik Heath or Samori Torre. This yep. is why you're not seeing Samori Torre. Look at what Malik Heath is doing on the freaking field, man. Absolutely mm-hmm. awesome. And we, and we can't be we can't be mad about that. We have to be excited yeah. about what Malik Heath is putting out there. We saw him do it in the preseason. We saw him block a dude to the water cooler. I'm gonna have to go back and watch the six run blocking plays to see why he got a 95 because I'm guessing somebody else is at the water cooler. <laughs> because that's how this man plays, and that's what we want to see. That's what Matt Lafleur needs in wide receivers that want to block. You know, if, if Samori's not doing it, that you know what happens? What do you go? What do you get? Three total plays. So then that that's exactly it. So we didn't have Wicks, and Samori only got three plays. Yeah. So it's tough, man. Yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. So let's see here. Everybody was asking about Sean Ryan, right? Sean Ryan, 64.5, only had 13 snaps. Look at that pass blocking grade, 82.6. Run blocking, 57.8. Got to work on it. But Mm -hmm. that pass blocking, man, I'm telling you, it jumped off the film to me, Emilio, when I seen him stonewall, like I said, Aiden Hutchinson on that play. It's like Aiden Hutchinson cut the corner off that TE thinking, oh, yeah, here we go. Free rope. Who is it? Bang. Yep. What was that? <laughs> Shouldn't have done that. Should have stayed wide. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or at least worked the shoulder. He just thought, I'm going to run through this guy. Mm-hmm. Not today, my friend. Uh, Christian Watson, 87.7. Where are the haters at now? Um, just a great day. Like I said, 49 snaps, too. Absolutely awesome. Um, had 17 run blocking snaps. A run blocking grade, obviously bad. And he's usually a pretty good run block, 45.7. But he was just so awesome in the passing game, 88.0 in the passing game. Again, overall offensive grade at 87.7. Up next, Jordan Love, 86.6. That is his highest PFF grade of his young career. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, was in on all 56 snaps, obviously. Had 35 passing uh, passing downs. Um, you know, had the two – I think he had two runs, if I remember correctly. Of course, he had the read option. What's crazy is look at his run grade. The 55.8. I imagine they gave him that bad grade because he slid there at the end. I'm mm-hmm. glad he slid. And these right. are things you got to put into context, guys. Like when you look at the PFF grade sometimes, they don't take into account, in my opinion, the down the, the the situation where it's like, okay, did that make sense or not? It's simply did they maximize the play or not, right? But uh right. that read right. option, well, that was a lot of fun, Amelia. They would have wanted him to gas himself out, get tracked, you know fall onto the ball forward, get it three yards, you know, at the very end sort of thing. I was perfectly happy with, I'm happy that they ran a read option. I've been begging for that for three weeks now. Every time that we've ran that, you know, sidecar handoff, there has been a read option pull. And just the thing was, we never put it on tape. So no one ever respected him for it. Yeah. You know, so he, the one time we pulled it on a third and one, or was, I think it was third and one, absolutely tore him up with it. Definitely. Togra with the super chat. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. He said, uh, I know Goot is not the best GM, but give credit for drafting wide receivers. Look at the Chiefs. They've been drafting wide receivers like crazy and still can't hit. Um, it's a great point. You know, they haven't really hit on the receivers since they took Tariq Hill way back in the day, and we know he fell in the draft because of the personal issues uh, off the field. But, yeah, man, you do. Uh, you know, I've been as critical of Goody as anyone, right? And it's mm-hmm. funny because three years ago, everybody was calling me a Goot licker. So, 
it is what it is. <laughs> you call it like you see it and people, uh, people form their opinions of you. But I will say this. Um, you, you got to give him credit on these young receivers. He's knocked it out of the park. I mean, Christian Watson was the one everybody's now all of a sudden we're going, I don't know. Did he really hit on Christian? I don't know. I'd say he probably did mm-hmm. hit a slump and now he's going to pull out of it. If everything goes as it did last year, guys, it was November when he got hot. What if he continues this? Dontavian Wicks comes back healthy. We see mm-hmm. Jake Reed falling out as a rookie. Um, Romeo Dobbs is going get, to start getting single covered a little bit more. Like the sky's the limit, man. And right. look, the money we're spending on this wide receiver room, Emilio, like it's yeah. on the dollar, man. What what I think people want to see is the exciting skill players at the very, very top. And we have four of them right now. You know, the right. top four are skill players. And and what what do you want to see right after that? The O-line protecting your quarterback. Of course, you know, if we had O-line, you know, tip top, that'd be fine. But that this is exciting numbers. I love how it's laying out. Um, it's, it's good to see that we are – you know, that we're actually seeing what's coming together on the field. And with with Jordan, you know, with Jordan Love, 56 snaps, Christian Watson was on the field. He only he only came out for seven plays. And what I love to see is that Jaden Reed's numbers went up and that um, that with Yash and Rashid here, they are splitting evenly. So I think that as we see um, if they're splitting evenly, I think as we see uh, Sean Ryan and, you know, Runyon, if Runyon keeps ending, you know, down there at the bottom like he is, I think we're going to see that number start to go a little bit more even. And they're going to just hammer that out through the rest of the season, you know, kind of split the plays going that way. Yeah, it's a great point, man. Great point. Again, Tolgro, thank you for the super chat. Want to give a shout out to Joyce. She's back at it again, Emilio. Oh, Oh, man. She gifted 50. Packers Total Access memberships earlier today. Then when we yep. went offline, she gifted 25 more, I think it was, or 20, yep. whatever yep. it was. And now she gifted 50 more. For those of you who are hanging out with us, this might be the first time watching the show. Let me under, let me help you understand what that means. Yep. They just She just randomly, when you do this and you gift memberships to our, what we call the PTA Posse, our YouTube members list, okay? Uh, essentially what it does is it'll randomly pick those people, right? So you may have gotten a membership. So check and see if you're, officially a member if you are keep track of that and the reason being is it it will it will basically expire at the end of at the end of 30 days okay yeah. so that for 30 days now understand this um coming up this this next week the next game that the the Packers play during the post game show we're going to be giving away a piece of autographed memorabilia okay so it's actually going to be a Dorsey Levin's autographed jersey uh, obviously a running back for the for the Packers back in the 90s <clears throat> so anyone who's a YouTube member uh, going into that post game show, we're going to put your name on the wheel and spin it, okay, and give away that jersey. So when Joyce gifted these, you might have gotten a membership. Just check and see if you're a member. Um, actually, when you comment in here, it'll put the member symbol next to your name. So Joyce, mm-hmm. thank you so much for doing that. We appreciate it, and please don't feel obligated to do that. But it's just awesome to see other people trying to help people out, man. It's, it's right. So like fun. I like I said earlier this morning, what what football does is it brings people together and it's a community, and we've we've absolutely got that here. You know, we have the absolute best, um, you know, people in the comments keeping us keeping us on the tracks when when we need it to be. Um, and and like you said, just people like Joyce Bates, you know, all of you know Murph Inc., all of everybody out there. Um, it's just a family we got, man, and and we're all here for the Packers and what we love, man. Absolutely. Chad Inc. says Joyce is the PTA player of the week. Came into that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Back to the PFF grade. So, obviously, Jordan Love, 86.6. Jaden Reed, 73.9. Just steady, Eddie. Yash Nyman kind of split snaps at left tackle with Rasheed Walker. Yash came in at a 70.0. Um, Rasheed Walker came in at a 65.7. So, you're starting to see a little bit of a competition there. And I'm sure injury probably played a little bit of a role in, in them splitting those. But at the same time, you're seeing two guys are, are raising each other's level of play, and that's really cool. Brandy uh, pointed out in the chat just a second ago, uh, Zach Tom held his own against Aiden Hutchinson, 66.7 overall PFF grade. But understand, when you go up against somebody like Aiden Hutchinson, you know, a top three pass rusher in the game, and you're staying in the 60s, you did something right. I mean, that's a good performance. Uh, there you've got Sean Ryan coming in at a 64.5 with that 82.6 pass blocking grade. Uh, here you've got Josh Myers. It's weird with Josh Myers. He's, he's so up and down, right? And mm -hmm. you guys know, I, I still think we need to upgrade the center position. I think it's that important. 61.2 overall grade. For the longest time, he was one of the best pass-blocking centers in the game, right? But he was horrible at run blocking. Now you're seeing it flip for, I think, the last two weeks. Pass-blocking grade, 49.9. Run-blocking grade, 63.7. So I think it's a sign that they're working on things with him and trying to get that running game up a little bit. But – you got to be consistent in both facets. I'm not here to bash Josh Myers. I'm just, you know, these are the grades. It's kind of what we're seeing on tape as well. You want to make sure you sure up that center position. It's so important. Amelia, you know, you know a lot about the running game. Mm -hmm. um, you know, center is like, it's the cog that makes that thing go, right? I mean, it is. Look at it. The only, there's three, one, two, three, four people with 56 plays. And we got Jordan Love. We got Zach Tom. We got Josh Myers. And we have uh, Elton Jenkins. Yep. And who are out of those four touch the ball every play? Jordan Love and Josh Myers. And he's the, the start of the wedge. Everything is based off the apex right there. And, you know, you're going either left or right. It's either an odd run or an even run. It's either a wide zone right. It's either a wide zone left, all based off of where the center is. It is extremely important. Yeah. Um, and that's why you see, uh, you know, like the Eagles out there. You got Jason Kelsey. You know, everyone's – everyone um, – you know we're we're on Josh Myers, but if we have a consistent if we have a consistent center that can do something like that, and you know doesn't have to be Kelsey, doesn't have to become Kelsey, but has that sort of attitude, that sort of mentality, you know, everyone is under his wing, um, and you know it, it's sort of his, you know, his his shield charge to lead. That's exciting. Um, we just need to see the pass block and come back up, and I think we'd be all right with him. Definitely, Mike in the chat says hot take. I think Runyon has been worse than Myers this year. Um, I think you're probably right. I know uh, Brandy agrees in here. I think that's pretty accurate, man. I mean, when you kind of look at – when you look at the grades every week, I mean, John Runyon has just sunk out of sight, and, and I hate to pile on, man. I really do. When you got a, an offensive lineman whose dad played in the league for so long, um, yeah. you, you know, he's got that pedigree. He knows how to be a pro. He's been around pro football his entire life from, you know, from just a early childhood. But 43 snaps, 46.7 grade. It keeps getting worse, Emilio. And if you see it, you got to say it. Like, we got yeah. to talk about the bad with the good, even though it was a, a big win. That's a tough look, man. No, it, that's it. That's it. Because you you want someone like that. If he's grown up seeing it, you know, his dad played with with uh, Brady, right? So he knows what it's like. You know, he's seen it. He's gone through it. It sucks. But if he does end up being, you know, one of those career backups, that's cool. You know, that's fine. If we can have a baseline, like you said, we can get him on the cheap. I'm cool with that. But if we're expecting him to be something he's not, what's the problem with trying something else out? I, you know, we, we're doing it at left tackle. Why can't we do it at right guard? 
you know, and, and what I was looking at left tackle, they're pretty split even, you know, 18 and 17 on pass blocking plays and nine and 12 on run blocking plays. So it's not like we're heavy handed on, you know, Josh Nyman when we're dropping back to pass. It's, you know, Matt's keeping it real simple, you know, even as even as best as we can, not trying to, you know, lean their hand. Like how we always say, oh, it's A.J. Dillon's going to run downhill. You know, right. maybe he's going to get a sweep sort of thing. We just got to keep him on their toes. Definitely. It is worth mentioning that A.J. Dillon, again, when you think about the run blocking, right, has been absolutely horrible. PFF mm-hmm. agrees. You watch the tape. We agree. Mike Wall agrees. Um, you know, he may look at it a little different this game. I haven't looked at the, you know, watched his breakdowns yet. But when you look at A.J. Dillon's running grade, 53.1, but look at the passing grade, 78.1 in the passing game. Guys, he had a huge play we're going to break down on Chalk Talk where it was pretty simple. It looked like it might have just been all go with a little T leak, like a play-action shoot play. Yep. And hurdled a player, took a lick, kept on ticking, made it down a sideline for a huge gain and explosive. Obviously, they go on to score that drive. Um, you can't – you know, it's almost like LaFleur's like, okay, we can't run block worth of piss right now. Let's just throw the ball over the yard, right? Let's run just enough to make it happen. That's it. And when when Dylan got hit, man, it was like when you, you know when you like tap a balloon and it just kind of like you hit it, but it just kind of just doesn't go anywhere. Kind of just keeps floating. It just keeps on moving. Yeah. Boom! Right down the right down the line, and he's gone. Um. And and just one more thing on Christian Watson. Everyone that was eating him up and wanting him, you know, can't catch, can't do this, can't do that. You watch the Eagles Chiefs game. How much do you miss MVS? Okay. How how much do we miss MVS dropping that ball, the deep ball, in his hands, in his bread basket to win the game? Yeah. So, I don't know. It's wild. Uh, Omer said, I guess my setting for YouTube was turned off. I turned it on and had the membership give from Joyce. So very grateful. Awesome. That's good stuff there, man. Yeah. I'm learning more about this YouTube thing every day, guys. Yeah. So I have no clue what I'm doing over here. I just started cutting a pod and I'm learning as you guys are learning. So That's it. if you are watching this live, though, you enjoy this kind of content, hit that like button for us. Help other Packer fans find this uh, find this stream. I know we got a herd in here tonight. Um, if you don't like this uh, this type of content, just pretend like you never heard it, okay? It's yeah. totally cool. Um, so this was cool right here as we get into the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Rashawn Gary, this was tweeted out by PFF Green Bay Packers at PFF underscore Packers. Rashawn Gary versus the Lions, four pressures, three sacks, two forced fumbles. That's a freaking game wrecker right there, guys, a game wrecker. And he actually talked to Larry McCarron after the game as well. So let's see what he had to say to, uh, to the Rock and uh, I know he was very emotional after the game. We showed that locker room video earlier on Good Morning Lambo, but here's just kind of a one-on-one interview that Packers.com put up. You can find it on Packers.com. You can find it on YouTube and also on their Twitter page. Here's Rashawn Gary with Larry McCarron. You were a game for the Lions today. What, what went into that? Because they have good people up front. What went into that? Oh. Um, the hunger of what the Lions have done to us before and us understanding that and us wanting to get that taste out of our mouth. And sure, we, I've I seen, I seen, seen it in everybody's eyes, how everybody came and locked in. And we, had, we only had walkthroughs how they had this week. So it really came down who really wanted it more, and I feel like we showed it. Three sacks and two forced fumbles, huge impact on the game. But other than your own performance, it was a total team victory, wasn't it? Absolutely. All three faders from offense moving the ball, especially teams putting offense in good position, putting defense in good position, to defense uh, doing our best to get off the field. How sweet was this coming home, having a day like that and beating the Lions like that? 
Oh, man, you can't beat it. You can't beat it. Having a day like this, having a team win like this, and watching everybody perform how they perform, can't win it. And I won't trade it for anything in the world. Love it. By the way, just so you guys know, I got to have that jersey. So Mandy found the patch, right? So we both oh, individually. We got the uh, the game authentic Rashawn Gary jersey on the way. We're going to have the patch sewn on. Dude, I love that Thanksgiving. That that I love the Packers white jerseys. Those are my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with that, that John Madden patch, man, it's just absolutely sick. But uh, as we get into the defensive PFF grades, Chris N. asks here in the chat, Clayton, how many snaps did Bane Gary get? It's a great question, man. Let's take a look real quick. Um, I'm going to drop your chat down. We'll get back to the chat here in a second, guys, as uh, as we dig a little deeper into all this. So with Rashawn Gary, he had 43 snaps. Um, we'll talk about the grades in a second. Let's compare that real quick because I've seen the question you asked earlier. Kingsley and Igbare had 43 snaps as well. So Kingsley had just as many as Rashawn did. Now let's see where Preston Smith falls in the line here. Uh, he had 55. So mm-hmm. essentially, what, 12 less snaps than uh, Preston Smith is what Rashawn Gary had to answer your question there. So, um, you know, if there was – Trying to think of how many snaps there might have been. It's hard to tell just looking at these. Right, because the LVN had 29. Quay Walker's got 84, so I imagine that's the total amount of snaps there. So he played – yeah, you're right, uh, Chris, and he probably played, you know, uh, just a little over a half of the snaps. Right, Emilio? Yep, yep. I see 84, but yeah, 43. So um, just a little bit over that, which we've always been a big rotation if he's going to – get, you know, four pressures, three sacks, and, you know, two force fumbles and 43, 43 snaps. I'm fine with that. But but remember, it's 84 snaps the defense was out on that field. How many snaps did the offense run? 56. So right. another 30 – there's another 30 plays that the defense was out there, and we still played a heck of a game. Yeah, definitely. Nick McSwain points it out here. He said, I like that they keep Gary Fresh. It's the first thing that came to mind for me is – so. I know we want him on the field more often, right? But look at the production. Look at the results they're getting out of him with that heavy rotation, right, and keeping him fresh. I mean, it's one of those things, too, that if you look at his grade here, right, um, look at his run defense grade, 75.5, still solid, still good, but Mm -hmm. nowhere near that 90 pass rush grade. So if his weak point is the run defense and you give him a little break there, a little breather, you know, Who's to say that's not the reason that he had so much success in the pass rush game, right? Now, again, you pay him that kind of money, you want him on, you want him out there every single snap that they're going to have a rotational snap, right? But right. Uh, I, I'm glad that Chris in pointed that up. That way we can kind of monitor those defensive snaps and that snap count for Rashawn Gary moving forward. I think that's something that we should, we should all be doing for sure. So as we go through the grades again, Rashawn Gary, 91.8 PFF grade. Carl Brooks. As excited as I am at the 91.5 grade, Emilio, look at the snap count. It's going up every single Mm -hmm. week. Carl Brooks is playing himself into a starting role. Now, I want to see Devontae Wyatt, 39. He's getting closer to supplanting Devontae Wyatt as far as the majority of the snaps that the defensive lineman other who who isn't named Kenny Clark is getting. That's pretty impressive, man. Carl Brooks is a rookie. Absolutely awesome. Obviously not the best tackler. Did force the fumble. But that overall defensive grade, he just showed up to play, man. Absolutely love it. Jonathan Owens shut me up this week, right? 71.3, obviously had the fumble return for a touchdown. He was all over the place. Mandy kept saying, we're sitting down there and we're catching snaps here and there, eating you know, eating Thanksgiving dinner. And she said, who is number 34? Somebody else asked, who's 34? I said, that's Simone Biles' husband. 
<laughs> so they're like, really? Like, yes, yeah, y'all need to keep up, man. Uh-huh. Um, so good game there from him. Kenny Clark, 71.1 pass rush grade, 80.9. He's turning it on here lately. Absolutely phenomenal. Kingsley and Ibarre, 71.0 with a run defense grade of 72.6. He There was a couple of snaps, and I don't mean to be overly, uh, um, I don't know, overly dramatic here, but there was a couple of times I was like, I wonder what he'd look like an inside linebacker. Because the way he flows to the ball, his agility, his athleticism, his wingspan, all those things, mm-hmm. God, he's just such a good tackler. It's nice to have him kind of kind of do some of those uh, ET stunts and fade back and cover the middle if the quarterback tries to scramble, that type of thing. Uh, Carrington Valentine, 70 PFF grade. Keyshawn Nixon, 66.1 with a tackle grade of 79.9. You'd love to see that. You needed that. Definitely. Devontae Wyatt, 60.2 run defense, guys. It's just it keeps getting worse. Look at his pass rush, man. 84.0. Phenomenal pass rusher, but run defense is just absolute cheeks, man. Right. And it's and it's like, are you are you just giving up on them snaps? Or is it or is it like uh um are we taking you completely out of the play sort of thing? You know, we what what is the issue there? Same as you know, if hey, if run defense isn't your thing and we're seeing a little bit better production out of Carl Brooks on run defense. You might lose some snaps, and that's what competition does. So yeah. we kind of just need to see what's going to happen. But if he doesn't turn it around, it's you know they're going to run him into a pass for a specialist. You know he'll come out for NASCAR package, and that's it. What I'm noticing on the tape, Emilio, is he just plays out of control. Yeah, like mm-hmm. that's what makes him a good pass rusher. Is he's just like a Tasmanian devil. When they turn him loose, he goes. But in the run defense game, right, he he gets washed out easy, and it's not that he's getting bullied out of his lane. Mm-hmm. He's running himself out of the lane. In some cases, he's running into other players. He just plays kind of reckless yeah. in the run game. If you could tone that down, now how do you do that, right? It's that's it's easier said than done to say, yeah. hey, listen, if it's a pass, do that. Mm-hmm. If it's a run, don't do that. Like you're talking about a fraction of a second, right, and how you react, how aggressive you get in the pass rush because nine times out of ten, they're playing the run to the quarterback. It's typically mm-hmm. how the defensive line plays, especially in a 34 front where – they're, they've kind of now gone to one gap to where the defensive line they're not they're not really uh, depending on them to cover two gaps. They're kind of going to a one gap uh, run defense. So um, just something that that keeps popping up off tape. And listen, if Carl Brooks is the better option there, don't let that don't let that draft status. You know what I mean? Right. Look, get Carl Brooks forty snaps and give you know Devonte Wyatt thirty. We're totally yeah. cool with that. Who, whatever wins, wins, right? Mm-hmm. So. And I love that the tackling grade is up. You know, I love that he's at the 70 for tackling grade. That's where you look at Carl Brooks and say, hey, you know, we're, we're missing something there. But it's, you know, at some point we got to make the decision what's, what's going to be best for this D-line. And, and I mean, we did all right, I thought, you know, um, stopping the run last game. But, um, you know, it's really just kind of how all the pieces melt together and, and be that one unit up front. Yeah, definitely. So as far as the negative aspect of the defense, Corey Ballantyne kind of came back down to earth. He's been playing great here lately, 42.7. Anthony Johnson Jr. probably had his worst uh, game of his young career at a 42.8. So kind of took his lumps there. Um, But nonetheless, still, they got the job done, right? And and there was a couple of times you've seen him out of position in the passing game. Mm -hmm. Um, Still kind of favor Anthony Johnson Jr. over Savage, to be honest with you. I mean, 55 coverage snaps, though. Like they ran fifty-five co- like pass plays versus our fifty-six total plays, you know that's wow. that's that's just you can't. I mean, yeah, you expect it, and also how they played uh, what three games as a starter, two three games as a starter, yep. and our entire team was uninjured, you know the injury list. So 
we did this without Ja. We did this, you know, without talent on the field. It's exciting to see. Yeah, definitely. Quay Walker's another one to monitor. 56.7. I think he had another penalty, if I remember correctly. Run defense grade. If you if you remove the overall grade, run defense 71.7. Solid day in run defense. Mm-hmm. Tackle grade 80.9. Coverage 50.4. But you'll see me break down the final play of Chalk Talk is actually him covering a – it was kind of a leak, like a flat, and they turned it into a wheel route from Laporta. Ran stride for stride with him. Didn't play it perfect, but had the athleticism to run stride for stride with Sam Laporta, and it kind of hit him in the back as he was, you know, more or less face guarding. So um, I think Quay will be okay. I really do. But, uh, again, it's just – it comes down to, you know, limiting the explosive plays. You didn't get good linebacker play. Obviously, Isaiah McDuffie, 51.5, and you still come out with the dub. Mm-hmm. Just got to give credit to the players that really stepped up. Again, we already uh, sang uh, praises for Rashawn Gary, but Kenny Clark here uh, versus the Lions. Eight pressures, that's a season high. He had eight pressures in one game, guys. That's a 25% pass rush win rate that was first on the team. Even with Gary getting three sacks, Kenny still dominated mm-hmm. pass rush, man. That's just that's what you want to see. It's what we've been looking for all year. We talk about his cap hit, how high it is. He's underperformed this year. Last two games, he's like, y'all need to shut up, put some respect on my name. Put some respect on it, yeah. Starts in the trenches, man. Uh, On both sides of the ball. There's no doubt about it, man. No doubt about it. Um, If you guys would hit that like button for us, help help other Packer fans find this stream. Just take a second to do that. We would greatly appreciate it. Let's talk about special teams here. These are kind of hard to read. I'll read them to you if you have any questions, Emilio. You can kill your camera and get up close to the screen like Grandpa if you want to. Um, But Eric Wilson leading the way. Eric Wilson, man. What an unsung hero on this team. You see him every single week in the top three, it seems like, on special teams grade. 77.2. Look at Benny Sapp. By the way, we hit on that on Chalk Talk. That special teams play he made on kickoff where he tackled him at oh. the six-yard line. Bro, we all – I, I remember I was sitting there eating. I'm like, who was that? Because the camera was so far back, you know? Yeah. Benny Sapp the third, man. And I love he went straight to the camera, too, and let everybody know it was me that did <laughs> So Robert Rochelle had a pretty good game, 67.9. TJ Slayton, 67.2. Patrick Taylor, 64.9. That's what you want to see from that back, that running back we just uh, re-signed and activated. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Owens, 64.7, so he definitely contributed on special teams. Uh, Henry Pearson, 62.4 with 10 snaps. That's good to see. Carl Brooks, only three snaps, 61.5. Um, as far as Bad special teams play with a lot of snaps. Tucker Craft, I know he had his first touchdown. He had kind of a rough day on both offense and special teams at a 59.7. I'm surprised Lucas uh, Lucas Van Ness is so low with that tackle he made. That made chalk talk as well because on that fake punt, Emilio. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, yeah. Enigbare set the edge, contained. They tried to cut back. Luckily, Lucas Van Ness was hustling on that play and made the tackle. Mm-hmm. And we have athletes. That's what we have. So I'm glad that they were able to use that come up field, set your edge. You're never you're never not playing, you know, and Dan Campbell thought he could pull one over on us and it didn't happen. Um, two couple points. I love that TJ Slayton's up higher on this. It's tough that he had a tough game um, as well. I think his grade was down there in the 50s on defense. But um, the only other thing you were talking about was Tucker Kraft. I was excited that out of the offensive plays, he was, uh, well, I think he had 54 out of the 56 total offensive plays. That's mm-hmm. exciting to see. That's drop him in the fire. You know, let's see how the, you know, the, the deep fried turkey turns out. And mm-hmm. yeah, he might have got burnt, but he, he, but it's exciting because we didn't have Musgrave and he stepped up. He knew the plays and that's 
a good thing for a young kid out there playing. I love how he plays. He got his touchdown. Um, that's an exciting day, man. In in the enemy's, you know, in the enemy territory, uh, it's got it's all good. And then the last thing I saw was Jonathan Owens. He had what thirteen snaps on on special teams on top of the eighty four he had on defense, just shy of hundred snaps um, in a sixty minute game. That, that's that's a baller right there. That's someone you want on your team. That's someone you'll go out to bat with. Um, that's going to play two ways and 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 play and hustle hard two ways. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Steve is real says uh, in the chat. I think Anthony Johnson Jr. and Rudy should be the starting safeties. I want to say yeah, but again. Jonathan Owens, like like Chad Inc. just said, was all over the place, man. He was all over the field. He's like, I, it, there was a couple of times it was like he was two people on the field. Mm-hmm. You just you look up, he'd be in coverage. You look up, he'd be in the backfield. Um, re- returning that fumble, having the awareness, having the football IQ to return that fumble for a touchdown too. And Emilio, if you got to go, you go whenever you got there. I know you got family in town, but uh, let's see what else we got here. Omer says Johnson Jr. like Valentine, a seventh rounder, who are both balling uh, so far. Yeah, I think uh, again, Johnson Jr. took his lumps this this week, but it's all all of it's going to be experience for the future, right? And he, to the best of my knowledge, he's the only safety returning next year as it sits right now. I think Dallas mm-hmm. was set to return, but of course they cut him after the uh, the special teams gaff there last week or the week before, whenever it was. Um, Carly Ray in the chat says, "No kidding, let's keep building those guys up." Absolutely. Red Moen here said, "Put some respect on Basaki's name, man. Sure, there's not a flashy return every game." But coverage has been consistent and solid. All we wanted, Emilio, with special mm-hmm. teams was just limit the mistakes, man. And that's what yeah. they're doing, right? Don't be – yeah, don't be the reason we lose a game. It is it is a three-phase game. Just don't be the reason. Don't – keep it simple. Minimize mistakes. We want them to be basically zero. But I'll take a couple missed field goals, 100%. I would take a missed field goal over, you know, kicking the ball out of bounds three times or, you know, a pump lock or something like that. I would, that would be my, if we're going to make mistakes, I would say miss field goals. Um, and then we can go from there. Definitely. Like John said, Owens was all over the field. Um, had probably his best game so far, right? Um, and like I said, he must have, must have watched the show and heard us last week because we were dogging him pretty hard. But mm-hmm. hey, if that's what it takes, that is what it takes. Um, right here we go. Paul Robertson says, surprise, no one, uh, no one has mentioned our kicker missing another field goal. He did. He pushed it right. Am I thinking right, Emilio? Uh, on the sixty-one, on the deep one, on the sixty-three yarder, or because I, I think he didn't he miss an extra point and extra he missed the deep. He missed, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he missed the extra point right, and then yeah. he missed the field goal. It looked if we're looking from the back of the field goal post, it was uh, short it left. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, and the sixty-three yarder, I'm not worried about. Right. No, no. But I love, but I love that we did it because now we know how many times do you get a game situation of hey, snap the ball, get it down, get a kickoff. What do you have? I'm very happy that we that everybody started, you know, like he was saying, put some respect on Vasaji's name. We got to go out and cover that kick. Everybody, you need to know after that 63 yard is kicked to get upfield and start to go up to tackle somebody because a return's going to happen if he's if he, if the leg isn't there. And now we know he's at 61 range. I'd say you give him two more yards, he probably hits the crossbar. You're um, feeling really good about 57, 58 with yeah. This- um, but again, the accuracy, that's going to be the issue, right? But he's young. He's just like the rest of this team being the youngest team in the league, man. It's mm-hmm. going to take some time to kind of put things together. Um, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm excited about it. Dude. I think this team is, is showing a lot of promise, showing a lot of, uh, I don't know, the, the culture just seems good now, right? Yeah. 
Um, we were worried about it when when you trade Rasul. It's like, man, he's a leader in the locker room. How's it going to affect? Again, you don't see those things pop up unless you're losing, right? Winning cures everything. And uh, you got to give it to Matt LaFleur, man. He came out and coached his butt off. Right. That, you know, just the freedom he gave those players, especially uh, Jordan Love. And you see Jordan Love, um, you know, kind of, I don't know, man. He, you've seen him change the protection a couple times. ID the mic, and that's something that that Kurt Ben Kurt pointed out. That's very rare, right, in this Matt Lafleur offense. And just seeing him do that is uh, is and exciting. We've been, and we've been waiting for that. We've been we've been saying, how what did you learn from Rodgers? What did you take with you? How much of this offense do you know? He, and we know he knows the playbook. We want to mm-hmm. see him make those checks. We want to see him correct Josh if he's off. Um, that's that's what we've been waiting for. And to your point about the team. I mean, you know, Rashawn knew it was every Rashawn knew it was everybody that that's going to get this team win, and they go into Detroit on national TV with everybody watching, and they knew that taste was in their mouth from what the Lions. What has it been four four consecutive games we've lost to them? I think yeah. yeah so so how many times you get punched in the mouth four times? You're telling me you're not going to want to swing back? <laughs> yeah. You know that's that's where we're at right now, and this team is swinging, and I love it. Yeah, and you could see Jordan Love in the I think it was the post game presser where he said, "Now we've been thinking about this for a long time. We knew exactly how we wanted to approach this game, and, they, and like he was he was itching mm-hmm. and getting back on. They they got way too, hard, way too fast. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Israel said, "I like that hoodie Clayton's wearing. That's a cool hoodie. This if you go search online, I fell in love with this thing. If you search Mitchell and Ness, they do a lot of the throwback stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a Mitchell and Ness I got too. That's the cut off Belichick hoodie style. That's got nice. Ness, the same logo right here." But just type in Mitchell and S. Packers, this should pop up in the first five or six choices. It's a little bit pricey, but, man, Mitchell and S, they do everything first yeah. five. It's, it's I love that. Retro, you know, everything. So, I yeah. love that emblem. I got a T-shirt with that one on it. Gorgeous. Awesome, yeah. Love it too, man. Um, let's see here. Paul Robertson says, my other concern is that we had three extra possessions and still lost time of possession by three minutes. Our second half offense stalled too much and almost let Detroit back in the game. I think that's a fair statement. I do. Yeah. But I tell you what, Paul Robertson, 20 points in the first quarter, they ain't going to hear me complaining about nothing. That's what we've been wanting all year long. It was 20 points, right? So you had the fumble recovery for a touchdown. Obviously, that's seven of it. But just scoring one touchdown in the first quarter, we're going, all right, we got something. Yeah, dude, I was hype. I was like, we t- – no, we got weird. first drive. <laughs> First drive, it went. We went down and scored. I was like, I don't even think we've done. I was talking to my dad. I, go, I don't even think we've done that all year. To be honest with right. you. But to Paul's point, we also only had fifty-six offensive snaps, and they had eighty-four. So how are you supposed to keep up with time of unless we're unless we're milking the clock and running the ball the whole time? How are you supposed to you know win time of possession running thirty less plays? At defense, I'm telling you, at defense boys, it's better than people want to give it credit for. You know, um, that's a conditioned defense that they're out there playing eighty-four snaps. That's all I'm saying. Definitely. Steve is real, says McDuffie has stepped up big time. Completely agree with that. Ron Samble says Heath was awesome during camp, pumping uh, pumping up all the people watching. He's a spark plug, man. And Mm -hmm. if you guys do a little bit of research on Malik Heath, highly touted prospect. He got in trouble, I think, at Ole Miss. I think he got a DUI or something. So he dropped, right? And they gave him a second chance. And you can tell LaFleur is on him in camp, too. They said he was he, – and I think LaFleur actually made a comment about it during training camp. He's going to coach him harder than anybody because he sees the talent, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, the thought of Malik Heath and uh, Dontavian Wicks being our backup number three receiver, holy – Don't get me excited. I'm telling you, dude. It's and, and, again, I'm going, all we had was preseason. All we had was 
training camp. And it's like, that, guys, I can't, you can't sell me on that. When you see it in a game, four targets, four catches, and crucial, I mean, like, come on, dude. He's got strong hands, mm-hmm. tough. He's blocking his arse off. Like, what else could you ask for in an undrafted rookie wide receiver, man? Um, let's get ready to wrap this thing up, Amelia. What you got? Parting thoughts, man. Anything else before we let you go? What we got nine days left of this? I'm, I can't wait. <laughs> this is this is awesome. We're this one out, dude. We're gonna yeah, no, we are <laughs> we are riding this wave out, man. It's how, how can we not be excited? We've been waiting for this. This is football weather. This is football time of the year. Football is going to start coming on what Saturdays? We're going to start getting two days of it on the weekends. We got it on Thursday. We got it today on Black Friday. How is this not an exciting time? Yeah, we lost six games. So what? <laughs> you know, everyone's going to lose games. You know let's look forward. Let's look at, Hey, we got six games left. We can go four and two. And if we sneak another one out and go five and one, you might as well, you might as well start uh, packing the plane for wild card weekend, I would say. Um, but that's, you know, Seattle goes out and loses next week to Dallas. We win. Uh, I would say, we're in, I would say we're wild card at that point. Like you're but, telling me there's a chance. And the only reason the Lions were walking so high is because, what, they beat the Chiefs week one without Jones? The only the only quality win they've had. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's see what happens when we go out there. Hey, we might lose. That's fine. That's yeah. one of the six. Like I said, we could still go five and one. Or Yeah, five and one. So I would take uh, I would take 10 and seven yeah. all day long. Be one off from my guess. I had 11 wins, so I'll take that. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, Eden in the chat says it's so bizarre how every aspect of our team made such a big leap in it, in this short week. I won't complain though, and hope we can keep growing. Yeah, it is it, it is a little bizarre, but we're just going to pretend like it's normal and keep it trucking mm-hmm. here. Eden. That's that's what we need, my man. Um, God laughs says uh, Malik Heath played very well. The entire wide receiver core played well. Keep them all. Love it. John in the chat says love needs to stop trying to lay those long balls into the receivers' hands because they keep falling short. Love needs to to just heave it and let his receiver run to it. You guys remember in training camp too, he said they worked on that and mm-hmm. they were asking him to put a little more air under the ball. So evidently he was overthrowing. Now he's overcorrected the underthrow, right? Or the yeah. overthrow, I should say, and underthrowing the ball. Um, they, you know, you could choose to look at it that way, John, and everything you're set, saying is, is 100% accurate. But I just choose to point out the fact that Christian Watson made one hell of a catch, you know, and, People need to respect that and, and and show him some praise, especially after the the rough start he's gotten. You know, got a lot of unwarranted hate, in my opinion, from the from some of the fan base. Not anybody, you know, that that I feel like watches our show. I don't. I haven't heard anybody in here bashing Christian the way that you know they they have on Twitter. Of course, some of those I think are mm-hmm. are fans of other teams that like to get in here and stir stuff up too with those uh, extra burner accounts. That's to my point, Clayton. You drop a ball. You drop the ball right in the breadbasket. MVS drops it. You throw the ball up, Christian go ups and gets it. Yeah. And he's the one getting the hate. It's <laughs> wild. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Carly Ray in the chat said, listen, guys, 30% off Packers Pro Shop purchases for Black Friday in case anyone wants to pick up a a rookie jersey. There you go. Make that purchase now. Don't I hope Mandy isn't watching this. She's over putting Uh-oh. Christmas decorations up going. Thank you, Carly Ray. Let's go shopping. Yeah. Uh, that credit card's been smoking here lately. Let me tell you, <laughs> my God. She has been uh, been putting it together. Earlier, I got a text. I said, I just got a text from Pristine Auction. They said something about a sale. And I'm telling you, I read it, 
and looked over at her and seen her phone, and she was typing in pristine auctions. <laughs> she was already scrolling. Well, she didn't even have. She didn't even have to type it in. I think she got the same exact text message I got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she heard it. She heard it and just started scrolling. What do we got? Yeah, it's the way it is. All right, guys, we got a ton more content to cover. We're going to carry it over to tomorrow morning to Good Morning nice. Lambo. So, Emilio, I know you got family in, dude. Can't thank you enough for joining me, man. Really appreciate no your time. This was a lot of fun. And the posse, uh, man. That's why we're here. Absolutely, man. It's a blast talking ball with you guys. Want to give a special thanks to the Super Chats, uh, Jason Y., Robert Allen, and Tolgrel. Thank you guys for supporting the stream. Joyce, you're an absolute superstar. Thank you so much for gifting those memberships. We really appreciate you helping other people out. It's going to be a big wheel. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be looking at that thing. It's going to be like it's gonna be like little lines on that thing. You're going to have to zoom in for me. And, and I got to figure out a better way to do it because I'm telling you, man, it sucks. It sucks typing those Well, things. you just added another 120 people. Yeah. You'll be all right. I have to get started on that. Let's see. The game isn't until next Sunday. I'll get started <laughs> this Sunday and should be able to get them all typed in. So, Especially with my papaw fingers over here trying to type. Yeah. I used to be able to type good, man, but these smartphones have absolutely ru- mm-hmm. autocorrect. Guys has ruined yeah. my life. I'm just and it's you. not like you can sit there and, and voice. You know, you can't say them all. All these, all these different YouTube names. It's, there's no way you're saying you're, oh, yeah. you know, verbally writing that out. Not an option, man. Not an option. So, yeah, it is what it is. Um, I will say this though, when it comes to Jordan Love balling out, guys, it's my quarterback. Hey. Right now, that's my quarterback. I, if he carries this play to the end of the year, I think we might have QB1. A lot of football left. Again, let's give him the whole season. Mm-hmm. If they continue to grow, if they make the playoffs, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, so we'll I'm, talk contracts in the, in the offseason if they make the playoffs. <laughs> no doubt about it, man. No doubt about it. Um, and anyone who doubted him and, and said there's no way he can be the guy. Oh, we're going to give him some <laughs> All day long. Listen, I appreciate everybody hanging out with us. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, the chat was absolutely lit. You made the show tonight again. Thank you to the Super Chats. Uh, we will see you guys tomorrow morning, 8 Central, 9 Eastern for Good Morning Lambo. Um, for those of you listening on the pod, thank you for making us a part of your day. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world. And go back. The power sweep. Actually, it's the, it's the lead play in our, in our offense.